But wow. I still haven't learned what erudite means. Hey, There's the bumper. <laughs> <laughs> just just taking you... it back to the first show I was on. Yeah, just I love how you always go for ages and say, okay, somewhere in there is bumper material. And yeah. then somebody gets off one off-handed comment before you start to say... Someone no, gets one off. <laughs> one-handed. I'll crack one off right now <laughs> in front of an audience. Anyway, carrying on. Anywho, shall we begin? Welcome to World One Stage One. No, I usually say hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Hello and you welcome. go, hello and hello. In your podcast voice. Oh, God. It's <laughs> <laughs> this shit again for the first time. Except not. Hello and welcome to World One Stage One. I'm Simon. I'm Mike. I'm Troy. And I'm Zoe. And we're here once again on the most consistently inconsistent podcast on the Simply Syndicated Network. We're a powerhouse of nothing. Are we consistently inconsistent? Well, I mean, we are pretty inconsistent. Put but... it this way, any given week, do you think people can expect a show from us? There was a time. But were they entitled to expect it, do you think? Or or was that just pointless optimism? But it's like, hey, World 1 Stage 1's out, cool! Yeah, that's, that's it. It's not, it's Wednesday, there's a World 1 Stage 1 out. It's, oh look, there's a World 1 Stage 1, that's cool. Oh, that's worrying. It's, I, well, I think we're that way anyway. I could be wrong. No, 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 I... I'd say that's fair. I mean, it's unfair on our listeners, but I'd say it's a fair assumption of how we get things done. <laughs> so we, we come out when we come out, so to speak. As, yeah. as it happens. Well, it's kind of un- it is unfair on us in this instance, because we had recorded this show once before. That is true, but we wouldn't have been able to do one the next week, because you did leave the country. I ran away. Yes. I didn't run away from you, specifically. I ran away from everything. By you, he means the audience. No, no, I meant you, Simon. No, 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 you meant the audience. No, Simon, you're very intimidating. I am not intimidating. Because I have a pointed helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's uncool, man. What did you throw at him? Cream uh, it was a cream egg wrapper, ironically, from a cream egg he gave me. Stop, I'm not making that mistake twice. <laughs> you're with the USA, you're harming everybody, and they're throwing it at you. I, no, I was giving them presents. Yeah, yes, that's basically like the, the same USA. thing. Hey. No. Anyway, carry anyway, on. Carrying on. We are here this week to talk about, as if anyone doesn't know by now. Yeah, the, the title is on the podcast. And it was told several weeks ago when we went hard down, we lost it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man with a most unsubtle podcast on the World of Stage 1 Network. But if there is anyone Wait, out we're there... On the network. <laughs> Sorry, <carry on. laughs> Simply syndicated network. Thank you, Michael. If Visit there is the forums, <laughs> yeah, yeah. simplysyndicated.com. Yeah, uh, yeah. If there is anyone out there who is still in any suspense whatsoever, we are here to discuss Bioware's classic, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Hoorah! Yes, we are. Sorry, you were looking at me expectantly. Yes, I was. Okay. Well, you've got a drink in your hand. I thought you'd have something to say. I've got a lot to say. But it's not always appropriate, so let's, <laughs> let's plow on ahead. See, this is one of those shows, if we wanted to, we could have held off until uh, The Old Republic was shortly coming out and made it topical, but 
we wanted to talk about this one because that one there, Mike. Don't point at me and say that one there. That's why he then clarified by saying Mike. Yep. Uh, had finally played past the spoiler. Yeah. So we could discuss it. And we all had a massive horn on for KOTOR at the time. Oh, yeah. But then I put it down. You did. You still haven't finished it? No, I've been playing other things. So ironically, we are in exactly the same situation as we were when we first recorded this one. You have got past the spoiler, but you still don't know the ending. I had to uninstall it to put other games on my heart. You uninstalled KOTOR? Midway through playing. I had to. No, no, you no, didn't. No, you didn't. You are a terrible person. Wait, do you know what I did? Do you know what I did? What Steam has done to me? I bought a an external hard drive. Okay, I plugged it in. Now, what I do fairly regularly is I'll download a game, then I'll copy the folder just onto my external hard drive. So when I want to play it, if I have to delete it off my hard drive, I just copy it back in from the external hard drive. And Steam apps back into the folder. Bing, jobs are good, and I've got that game again. What's wrong with you? That requires some forethought. There it is. I've given you the forethought. Go and make it happen. Live the dream. <laughs> because that's not as bad as me who bought all the hard drive in the world. Yeah, what? Two, three, twelve terabytes or something crazy? I don't know what I'm up to in total across all my machines now. It is multiple terabytes. I do know that I've finally hit the limit on the drive that Steam is installed on. I can no longer have all of my Steam games installed. Wow. That was Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. But, oh yeah. I have 75 gigs to play with. Who, who here in this room presently owns or has a digital right to use Night Seal Republic? Me. Hands, hands are going up. And who's cool? Because, oh wait, I'll put my hand up as well. <laughs> who's cool? Troy. Because Troy bought 75% of the KOTOR in this room. <laughs> he did. Well, yes, you did buy my Steam copy, it has to be said. Although, I, that is a story that needs telling, because it was on the last podcast. Not this one, yeah. The fact that uh, I was looking, actually looking, oh, yeah. for my discs to reinstall KOTOR, because we all had a massive Star Wars horn on. And I couldn't find my wallet of discs. And it was, as I was looking around for them, message pops up on my monitor, just, you have been bought a gift. Really? Knights of the Old Republic, courtesy of Troy. How does he know? Because... We do live close enough that with a contrived enough construction of mirror and cardboard, he could be looking in my window. It's, it's not a contrived construction, I just, like, have a mind probe. Oh. If you couldn't, if, like, for some reason the phone service broke down, you, could, you two could just leave out the window and shout at each other. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely. It would be like the stereotypical two Italian neighbours in New yep. York. Oh, we've never tried that. We so need to. <laughs> I... It's a little too far away to be convenient. Convenient? No. Hilarious. Hilarious? from front a zip line from your window to his one. With a thing you can get a little pen, one of those little motorized helicopters to just run up and down the line with messaging. If you've got a remote control helicopter, <laughs> I do. then I don't use it. By default, can I have it? By default, yeah. you don't need the line. Yeah, but the range might it might not work accurately over that distance. No, so that's the true. zip wire would hold it steady. I'm not kidding though. I can love radio-controlled helicopters. This, this isn't Knights of the Old Republic. No, it's radio helicopter time. It is. It's World One Stage One Tangent. Yeah, we, we've not started the show yet. The, start, the show has started. We have not started the show. Have we got any listener feedback? Because I know we had a couple Fuck of Fuck knows. It's been so long, I've got no idea. Exactly. We had, we had a couple of When we first recorded, show. there was one, but the answer. Yeah. 
Uh, it might have been Owen, again, correcting us on the uh, pronunciation of his name. But he However, does that so many times, I can't remember. When did we record? Because I don't know which one it is. Um, or has he got another one since? Probably. Any unread messages? It was... Yeah, we're so... Just organized. after New Year's that we recorded, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I'd cut that <laughs> if I was you. <laughs> which I might. Uh, we, we do have new listener mail that's new. Ah! Read that then. Let's reward our most faithful followers. No? Oh no, this, yeah, this is pretty good actually. Uh, from Emil... Uh, it's another pronunciation challenge. Here we go. That's well, we'll stick with Emil, because that's how he signs it, so that's cool. cool. Okay. Gentleman and Troy. Hello. I like that distinction. I like it. Hello, Happy New Year. I find myself writing to you on my Blackberry as I listen to your latest podcast. And the reason... I guess that's a joke that's gotten even funnier. <laughs> and the reason I'm uh, getting to it so late is because I insist on having World 1 Stage 1 as my premium work commute podcast since it lights up my mood. And I realised... Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm still bewildered by that. 66. I've got about a year to get through, so I will always have something. But... And I realised I forgot to say thank you for reading my letter on the podcast. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah. I was listening to it on the Metro, and when I heard my name, I made this loud eep sound, and the girl next to me freaked out. And no, she didn't become my girlfriend later. Oh, we're going to keep crying. I'd like to put in my two cents on games I've uh, expected and yet was disappointed once I've played them. Force Unleashed 2. Four fucking levels. One of them has no action. That's it. I bought it on release date and paid full price. Worst game decision ever. That actually does sound pretty terrible. That, yeah. Well, I guess blue shift syndrome. Part, mm. of me, part of me says you should have looked it up earlier because everybody knew it was shit beforehand if you had your ear to the ground. It kind of was a dead horse getting flogged, but I didn't know it was that bad. Four levels. I, I knew it well. wasn't going to be great, so I just immediately switched off, but it was absolutely terrible. It's one of those things which has a franchise in its title. It goes, Star Wars, other thing. So you kind of... Funny enough. Welcome to Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Which we know is awesome. But yes. it's definitely from... It's from a franchise with a lot of black horses. Hmm. That is true. Also, Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. Now, it's a good game, but I've played both Metroid 2 Return of Samus on the original Game Boy and Super Metroid on the SNES. And here's the thing about the Metroid saga. You miss an item or do something and it comes back to bite you later, either because you have to come back at some late point in the game and replay the whole thing, or at the very end when they show you the success percentage and you want to lie down and die when it's only 99.8. <laughs> so I spent the entire game stressing out and checking every single room. I still haven't finished it because it's so intense and thus I'm not really enjoying it. That's, yeah, a game that sounds more like work. Well, only if you care about the percentages. I totally do. I do as well, actually. Yeah. I, I do, which is why you, I do, which is why, as you've said, you know, however many times out of five you look over your shoulder when I'm playing Mass Effect Two, I will be mining. Yeah, you do mine a lot. Mining's cool. Anyway, I wish you a fantastic New Year, and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Soon equals before February, please. You know, we what? do that. Another we week. do that. Another week, and it'd have been February. Yeah. Hey, it's not out yet. Hey, don't say hey, that. You're putting this out. <laughs> Right. Many regards, You'll save for it. Troy. He gets regular regards. Oh. Oh. Do you still like that distinction? I like the other one better. 
Somebody else doesn't like you. Great. However, he also wrote again almost immediately afterwards with, I forgot the worst one, Superman 64 for the N64. I bought that before we had the internet, so I did it sight unseen. I actually disassembled the cartridge and had a friend run over the circuit board with a car. True story. <laughs> <laughs> that is dedication to being furious. That like really that. is. Uh, Superman 64, I've never played it, have you? No. No. So we have no idea how bad this game is. Bad. By the sounds of it. I am intrigued. Part of me wants to get my answer to N64. Let's yep. not do a show on it. I've got an N64 in the next room. We just need to find the game. Let's, let's no, not. Let's not and say we did. No, it's like Bad Movie Night. No, because Bad Movie Night's funny. Yeah, bad Video bad Game movie. Night can be funny. Uh, Only if you right. pick the, the right bad movie or bad video game. This sounds like the right bad video game. Have to run over it with a car. It's probably good enough for that game. It, well, no, I think it's probably reached the so bad it's really, really bad stage of bad. Yeah, probably. But I'm, I'm intrigued to find out one way or the other. Either way, thank you, Emil, for writing. Again. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys are right that we did have a listener mail that we read out last time. But damned if I know what it was. Was it like the next down on the list? No, because there is no further down. The next up on the list is. Not relevant, and um, no. Okay. If, if you've written to us and not heard it read out... Write to us. Write again. <laughs> Forward to World One Station. <laughs> yes. We're painfully professionally organised here, guys. Mm. I've got my own email now, don't I? Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Yay. Mike at World One Stage 1. I thought you were going to put him on a heap. Yeah, I, d- I know you thought that. I think a lot of things. You do think you a lot of things. You yeah. did it when you were there. I was sat right next to him. I just wanted to point out that he misspelled Hephaestus for many years. Yeah, I thought I saw you on DC Universe Online earlier, but then I realised that the player I was looking at had spelled Hephaestus correctly. <laughs> awesome. Hey, it's not my fault. It's other people's fault. No. You're spelling my name wrong. No. No. Wait, what? <laughs> Hephaestus is somebody else's fault. Yeah, I, I spelled it how I thought it was spelled. It's now my name. It's not Hephaestus. It's Hephaestus. It's my name. Other people are assuming it's Hephaestus and spelling it that way. That's not my fault. I don't think the guy in DC Universe was trying to take your name. <laughs> I know. Do you want the You were wrong. <laughs> no matter where you go, no matter what server, what game, Hephaestus is always going to be free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. I don't need to ever change my name because it's always right. I totally wanted to go and uh, chat with the guy, though, because my character is also named after a Greek mythological figure. What's her name? Buttfuck. Phaedra. I don't know that one. And Buttfuck is not a Greek mythological she is, figure. She's no better or worse than any other Greek mythology figure. Yeah, pretty much. Is what we discovered. O- only a little bit of adultery and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. So you regularly turn into a swan and goose old ladies? No. Man, Zeus was a dude. She didn't... <laughs> Jack herself off and just pregnant the earth. She totally not the That that was Egyptian, wasn't it? No, no it's heat pestus. Was it? Oh. No, it's heat pestus. Mike actually masturbates all over the ground regularly. <laughs> <laughs> little little trees with arms. Right? Little, <laughs> kill me, I don't. little do we know. If Mike ever stops, we're all doomed. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. That's a deeply unpleasant image we've stumbled across there. Let's, it is. let's cut that. No, that's not. Oh, no. That's, no, the, kind of thing, that's the kind not. of thing this show thrives on. 
thrives or survives in spite of? That's well, our then. bread and butter. It's our bread, certainly. Don't trust the I think butter. it's more butter than bread. <laughs> Don't trust the butter. <laughs> there we go. I set him up uh, and you knock him down. <laughs> right, so in 2003... Yeah, that time. I had just come into the country. A company called Bioware, famous previously for its D&D licenses, decided to turn to another pen and paper RPG for a computer adaptation, specifically the D20 version of Star Wars. Which many gamers will appreciate as being one of the most faithful adaptations as far as uh, rules to game mechanics go. Definitely. And just as in the last episode, I can say, hey guys, what are we all doing later after we've recorded the show? Oh yeah, see, last night I realised we were going to miss out on that, that whole thing if we had recorded then. As it's now Thursday night, our weekly Star Wars game is kicking off later this evening. So you, you can certainly rely on a faithful understanding of the D20 Star Wars system from us, because we play it. Also, but... madness is a room for geeks. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, what's key, I think, is that they didn't just take the D20 rulebook and make a campaign out of it. They specifically went for a setting thousands of years before the earliest of the films. It's interesting, because this came up uh, recently when discussing um, uh, Dan's work with Warhammer 40,000 and the whole sort of uh, fictional universe he's been allowed. Yeah. Which is that in, you know, he always mentions, uh, kind of, what is the name of the sector here? Calixtus? No, Calixtus is the RPGs. Sector. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, uh, yeah. Final well, Fantasy. They make the Daniverse. Yeah, it's a sector somewhere in the 41st millennium, which is unimportant in the grand scheme of things, but which carries all its weight. It's Abnettville. Yeah, and this the same approach in uh, Sword Republic, which is it's a thousand years before anything you've seen before. There's no cannon for us to tread on. We can go wild. And they pretty much do. Oh, yeah, they do. But the funny thing is, as wild as they go, it never feels anything but faithful to Star Wars. It's it's all the tropes. Yeah. It's all the I got a bad feeling about this <laughs> that you can possibly cram into a storyline. Astromechs are there. They look different, but they're there. You know what they are. Yeah. Protocol droids, they're there. They look different, but they're there. Yes. Protocol droids. <laughs> yes, there's protocol droids in inverted commas as well, but we'll come to them later. Yeah, me back. There's the Ebon Hawk, the central ship is not the Millennium Falcon. It's not a Corellian Corvette, but it is so recognisably the scoundrel hero's ship. It's a, it's a freighter. Mm -hmm. It's a Star Wars freighter yeah. of that ilk, of the commonly used by smugglers ilk. With secret compartments. <laughs> yep. The Endar Spire looks like a Star Wars capital ship. Oh, and I remember as well the discussion we had about the, uh, the Sith destroyers, the, yeah. the, the Star Destroyers. Clearly Star Destroyers, except that it's got that silhouette, that pointed silhouette, but their shape is so very different with that sort of jaw shape. I, I always have a sort of like a, a can opener almost, like a yeah. vicious knife. Mm. But it's a Star Destroyer, you know it at a glance. Which is, you know, something that uh, Lucas himself learnt from when he went to make the prequels, and they're all versions of what will be seen later. Yeah. But redesigned. One of the few things I didn't hate about the prequels was the uh, the capital ships looking 
not quite like, but recognizable as early versions, early versions of Star Destroyers. That stuff was cool. There was a lot I didn't like about the prequels, but we won't get into that. That's a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have this thousands of year old setting in which the Jedi are numerous. They are abundant. They are in charge. They have the Jedi Council. Good. But the Sith are remassing their forces. And they are just rising up. Revan and Malak, two Jedi. The two great heroes of the, the Mandalorian great heroes, Wars. Yes. Have cashed in their reputation from the Mandalorian War, really, to go off venturing beyond the fringe of known space. And have returned with a Sith army. Which is kind of shitty. Yeah, something happened on the edge of space that made them go butt-nuts boogaloo crazy. And then Revan and Malak were the Lord and the Apprentice. We all know how that pans out. Yep, Apprentice tries to kill Lord. You're nearest the door. Ah, oh, I'm also <laughs> the most drunk. Yes, that's true. Ah. <laughs> Be right back, faithful listeners. So yeah, Apprentice kills Master is what normally happens, but uh, as I'm speaking, Something magical has happened. Good no. news, everyone! No, no, it hasn't, and no, it isn't. No, it hasn't, and no, it isn't what, Jack? No, no, nothing magical has happened, and no, it isn't good news. Also, lean in more. Why? If I lean in more, you can hear me. Also, I can yes, that's the point. Up. Oh. We, we have a Jack. Jack so, is here. While Jack appears. And already things are going wrong. You I fight. I can prove that I didn't kill him and replace him. <laughs> you know what? Is this popular theory at the moment? It has been going around. Oh, excellent. So, <laughs> I've started to believe that I've killed you. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm starting to believe that I've killed you. That might have been what that really big headache was a couple of days ago. Ah. But then Cerberus brought you back. That's true. They have a habit of doing that. Yeah, they, they started the Lazarus Project at Those Great Expense. So, out of interest, Jack, have you played Knights of the Old Republic? No. Really? Yay! <laughs> really? Oh my god. <laughs> I knew the plot twist, and so I didn't think there was a point. There is so still a there point. There is still a point. There so is just, definitely so still a point. So I just play Kotor 2 because you get your Force Lightning much faster. Because Simon, Simon accidentally spoiled it. Well, it, it wasn't so much accidentally so much as you said you were never going to play it. Yeah, this, well, like Fair I said, point, yeah. like you told me the entire plot of Mass Effect 1 because I, Likewise. Came, because I said I was never going to play it. And then I started playing Dragon Age because I saw Sabina playing it <laughs> and was like, OMG, it's cool. And since I've played both Knights of the Old Republic and Mass Effect, knowing full well what was going to happen. And Mass Effect 2. But still completely and utterly enjoying it. So, Jack, you should play. I should. I, I, I agree, I will do. Let's but now I... sit down and have, like, a, uh, I don't know, 20 to 40 minute conversation about why Jack should play it, even knowing the plot twist. Well, we'll get to the plot twist, because... We will. It's, are it's we going to cover the plot twist? We are going to. Yes, there's going to be a, a, a big spoiler line with, like, flashing lights and bold text. Can, so can we get, the like, the red show. alert noise? Like, <laughs> Quite possibly. Excellent. Let's do that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, or we could just have you do that again. What? What you just did. <laughs> I think it was something, something like a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. oh, oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> No, not that. I think I saw him in Twilight. <laughs> you saw Twilight? This I... is the skin of a killer. <laughs> Just don't imprint on any babies, well, okay? We're doing that thing where we don't make a show about things we like. Welcome back, Jack. Stop tapping me! I'm, I'm going to 
gonna hit you. I'm gonna print you through the wall. And oh, he's good back. Days. Oh, yes. World well on stage one. Special. All of this time, but I've realised what the destructive factor is in this fucking show. No, no, it's Troy. Yeah, I was kind of what I was getting. Oh, at. okay. We thought you were being self-deprecating. Now, now we're close enough to rub like baby fresh cheeks. We're trying to share a, a, like a directional microphone. Rub my baby fresh. It cheeks. is. It is intimate. You know, you guys can't believe what I'm saying. I can feel like you lied to me. I didn't say it was baby fresh. Oh, you said yours was baby fresh. You lied. World one stage one, OTP. Oh, OTP. Broke my hand. Right. So. There you go. We've a brief right. pause whilst the, the moment is documented in book. Documented in film. Hair and cravat and fucking everything. Oh, that's beautiful. That totally needs to be the cover art for this episode. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, rapidly get it back on topic, shall yeah, Let's get back on topic. Except no one will get it but it's like the cover thingy because it's like, who the fuck's that? Because I have no profile pic. Lean in. Hey, sorry, sorry. Wait, well, now you have a profile pic. Hooray! Well, no, we have a picture for you. We just don't have a bio. Profile to attach the picture to. Yeah. It's got me straight hair and a cravat and everything. It's awesome. Lovely. Looking like Miles Edgeworth. Anyway, yes. Can I have a profile? Yeah, of course you can. Yay! You just you, you need we to contribute. So you need to come here well. and speak into the Mike microphone. Mike needs to do his profile. And then you can have his profile. just use that picture of Carrot. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. You're not using a picture of Carrot for me. Well, then supply a picture of Mike. Anyhow, so, uh, yeah, this is all the run-up to actually the beginning of the game, is there is a vast battle between the Sith and the Republic in which a Jedi named Bastila uses her battle meditation, a skill not made up as a MacGuffin for this game. Yeah, no, I remember I, we spoke about this for a little bit, where I was convinced that battle meditation was one of the stupidest spots of made-up Jedi <laughs> malarkey that had ever happened. Which it is, it just wasn't made up for KOTOR. It actually pops up in one of the Expanded Universe novels where it's explained that the Emperor was using battle meditation to coordinate his forces at the Battle of Endor. Which is why, when he dies, there's a sort of psychic spasm shoots out through the Force into the Commander's brains, <laughs> which is why they then managed to crash Star Destroyers into each other. They suddenly herbed up. Yes. Star they force her perdurp, to be precise. <laughs> uh, so Bastila uses her battle meditation to turn the tide of battle, and Revan is defeated. Malak, however, survives and flees. Ah, but what does Malak attempt when Revan is defeated? It's at this critical juncture at which Malak's flagship turns and fires upon that of Revan. Yep. The, to try and kill Revan and Bastila both in one blow. The apprentice so cowardly so without <laughs> honor or strength that he would strike down his master with blaster fire from afar. Yes. And then yeah. had it, folks. Like Darth Malik Sebastian Ishtar the Third. <laughs> AKA Darth Underbite. Yes. Darth <laughs> uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I had not seen Venture Brothers the first time I played this in 2003 because I don't think such a show existed. But having now seen Venture Brothers, I can't replay KOTOR without seeing Dartham to bite. Without thinking, how is your Timberwolf? <laughs> yes, but sadly. You mentioned the uh, the grand battle which kind of sets the scene for KOTOR. Yep. How tropey is it? <laughs> Super tropey. As in, on a scale of one to trope? Trope plus. 
Ooh. Yeah, it's a trophy. Immediately following the uh, the opening crawl, that yellow text we so know and love. Well, we, that's we, not we really the, the, the battle. Space battle. That is the opening. Yeah. Is it is the ship, the Endar Spire, fleeing, pursued by a much larger vessel, which is pouring turbo laser fire upon it as it runs. Totally seen that before somewhere. Pan down. There's a planet, and away we go. You I wake s- up. I screamed so hard for that. I really did. <laughs> but it's such a great opening. It is. It knows what you loved about the films. It immediately puts you into that frame of mind. Mm. You are in a Star Wars movie. And you wake up and meet your bunkmate. But, you know, we work opposite shifts, which is why you've probably never met me before. I don't know. See, I remember the thing. I remember the whole thing of just... (laughs) Okay, you wake up. He says... What is it? Uh, Don't say you remember. The under attack. Come on, we have to get to our posts. Your response is, who are you? He goes, I'm Trask Olgo, your bunkmate on the ship. We work, uh, we work different shifts, so you probably don't remember me. Yeah, you just said that. This is rumor on learning drugs is what I'm seeing here. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Yeah, I'm Trask Olga, I'm your roommate, we work opposite shifts, probably. Oh, Smeggy, how am I remembering all of this right now? I'm going to be thinking about this in my after navigation exam. You heard it here first, folks, a dramatic reading of the end. Higher script <laughs> of Knights of the Old Republic. Or you heard it here first, Troy is Rimmer. I resent that comment. Arnold, <laughs> Arnold, Arnold, Rager. I'll rage you through a window. Anyway. So yes, you have to immediately bring yourself to your senses and battle your way off the Endar Spire. What I, what I don't like about that guy is, you know, the first mission will always be a little tutorial yeah. bit, you know, telling you what to do. It's oh, the yeah. fact that the voice actor tells you to press the key. He uh, breaks uh, the fourth wall utterly. <laughs> yeah. Press the space bar. What? <laughs> you need to make me the party leader. <laughs> Click on my portrait in the lower left-hand portion of the screen. Wait, what? No, you're... no, what you're supposed to do is say, uh, you need to, you know, I need to open this door, and then on the well, screen... Yes. Right? Yeah. That would be much better, but no, it is. Whereas, you're standing there... Click on my portrait to make me the party the leader. The ship is rocking, and your bunkmate, Trascorgo, is some kind of lunatic. <laughs> Click on my portrait! What, touch your face? No, my portrait! <laughs> Click on my portrait! Well, I don't even... Stop that! Touch my portrait! I think this is your portrait. No! <laughs> That's a different thing that begins with P. Oh, Michael. Poop. Poopless <laughs> a palindrome! Not this shit again. For the first time. Uh, yes, and guiding you off the ship eventually is Karth Onassi. Ah! Hero of the Republic fleet and prick. I hate him. Right. I hate him so much. Caden Alenko might possibly, possibly have been slightly more bearable than Ashley if it weren't for the fact he was voiced by the same guy <laughs> as Carl freaking Onassi, who has the most annoying voice in the world and just sits there and whines at you. I'm so conflicted. Wow, that's, um, that's a... That's a... A rage point from someone that wasn't me. Yeah. I'm scared. Hold me. Let, let's balance this out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for anyone who mutilated Kane Lenko on Vermeer, Carl Nessie will be your... We've done that show already. Carl Nessie will be your bestest, most wonderful friend. Uh, he is a great example of, uh, by the way, reusing voice actors. So if you know Kane Lenko, you will know Carl Nessie. Same voice, the character. same character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, he is also the start of one of the first 
modern Bioware game tropes. Which I'm is so picking com- up your party along the way. I also so conflicted. Yeah. Also uh, picking up continual story thread from an NPC that is yeah. in the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the start of a lot of that, really. Is that, it is. Is that really where it started? Because Baldur's Gate had that, and that was. Sorry, I realised I'm not anyway in the mm-hmm. microphone. Because Baldur's Gate had that. That was a few. Baldur's Gate ago. had that to a degree, but I, it's. I don't know if it's as recognisable because. Did you in Baldur's Gate have a home camp where they all stood around and you chose who no, you wanted permission? Because there were so many no. that could just end up dying or running off. Yeah, or... this is what I mean. It's that whole, yeah. here is your collection of NPCs, gather your party and venture forth. Here is team. Good team. Um, and this party will consist of a bunch of Bioware's favourite tropes. Yeah. Which does in itself owe a lot to certain JRPGs. Well, I'll put my hand to the ring there. It's the terrible <laughs> weirdo that I am. And also, the characters tend to owe themselves an awful lot to Joss Whedon. Just throwing it out. No, there. only Tali. Uh, only no, Tali no. owes an awful lot to Joss Whedon. There is, certainly, there is certainly a bit of um, cross-pollination. Uh, I suppose it's hard to avoid in modern sci-fi. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's quite owing it to Joss. Oh, no, no, no. Because not, Joss steals no. from everyone. Yeah, so. shamelessly. But the whole sort of... Here is a bunch of ragtag lemurs that nobody else would touch with a ten-foot space pole. Yeah. And they've all wound together on your rickety-ass ship, yeah. which you're flying with your butt cheeks to save the galaxy. <laughs> well, we haven't gone to the ship yet. Let's, well, let's just trundle on. This is where you and Karth end up crashed on the planet Taris. The planet that you see briefly below you in the opening cinematic. Yep. It is a strange world, neither of you know it very well, and somewhere, you hope, is Bastila, who hopefully also got off the ship in an escape pod. Only if you're playing light side. I didn't care, but still had to go find her. <laughs> you plotted. Yes. Uh, so Your attempt to go fully pantomime villain as soon as possible was thwarted <laughs> by Karth and Nasty going, yeah! It you. was the first time I told somebody to... Fuck off! It was just that he went. That's not very nice. You shouldn't do that. So hang on, let me let me get Fuck this off. You were strand you were stranded on a planet with Carthanasi, and you were initially antagonistic towards the idea of going and finding the only piece of ass on the planet that wasn't Carthanasi. <laughs> not piece of ass. Sanctimonious Jedi bitch cow. Do not insult my fourth wife again. It's got holes. So does I don't know, I could use a knife. I could no, use a knife no, and make no, some holes no, in Carthanessi. No. Or a blaster. No, it tends to cauterize. It's fine. I don't want him to get back up. <laughs> anyway. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is another Bioware trope right here up front, which is the, here is your starting area. You are not yet what you will become, but you must learn... The basics of combat, interaction, moral decisions. This is our sort of little tutorial world, whether it's the Citadel or... That's the extended tutorial, isn't it? Yeah, mm. or whether it's your origin story, or whether it's Taris. Before you eventually become a Grey Warden. Jedi. A Spectre. A, sorry, I... I no, oh, my no, word. Do we all speak at the same time? A Grey, Je- <laughs> a grey Jedi Spectre. You yes. will eventually become part of a small cadre of... Spectral Jedi Wardens. There we go. Yeah. You can travel the galaxy slash world slash universe at their whim and have carte blanche from respective governments to do what needs to be done to get the job done. See you now. Grey Wardens. Travelling the universe. Yep. Duncan was pretty cool. 
It wasn't that cool. Yeah. He did. First he died. It's not really a spoiler to say, hey, the wise, relatively old dude. He's only relatively old because he has a beard. Yeah, we don't know. He might just be an unhealthy looking 30. (laughs) We don't know. No, but he's old because he was, yeah. Voiced by an old guy? In in a medieval setting like that, in that kind of classic fantasy setting, yeah, an unhealthy looking 30 is quite old. Fair right. point. So, uh. Maybe yeah. he hasn't died of goat rot or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that disease you're. Goat rot is only transmitted by Barrow. <laughs> anyway, running around Taris, you start to acquire party members at quite a rate on Taris. Mm. It definitely starts giving them to you, doesn't it? One of the interesting things about KOTOR, as opposed to other Bioware games, is you pick up the majority of your party members almost immediately. Well, same with with Mass Effect, though. The only person you're missing once you leave the Citadel is the Aura. Yeah, that is true. It's only Dragon Age in Mass Effect Mm. 2, really. They really make you look at Yeah, fair point. But yes, you will almost immediately, before you even get Bastila, run into... A, a young... Um, Wait, did I say Mass Effect and Dragon Age 2, or did I... I forgot them. My brain just... It was Mass right. Effect 2. Okay, good. Yeah, you got it right. You're not going um, too crazy. Uh, yes. Almost immediately run into a young toilet girl and her Wookiee companion. Woo! Mission Veo and Zalbar. Known affectionately as Big Z. They are, well, street rats, basically, but pretty good at what they do, and what they do is sneaking around in Mission's case and... and Hitting things. In Zalbar's case, he's a Wookiee. If anything threatens Mission, he wanders over and makes it stop. They are both soft and cute, and I want to hug them for different reasons. Mission's 13! 14! 14! 14 is still too young, guys. It's okay. Not, not in alien. Canada! It's a year better than 13. <laughs> not in right. Alien, it's not. Anyway. <clears throat> Moving on swiftly. Last and settling. A little bit. You will also meet a uh, Mandalorian. Hooray! Oh, one of my favourite NPCs in that game. Because Might there be a little bit of bias there? Well, you got to remember, we each of us have played KOTOR in a very different way. Yeah, that's true. I play dark side. I play bad guy. I play black and white, tie the damsel to the train tracks, I've got a bowler hat, a cape, and a black moustache that sticks three feet out to either side of my face, Villain. I love it. So when Candorous Ordo, the Mandalorian motherfucker, with a, That's his official name. Yeah, true story. It's like if he was walking into a ring. The Mandalorian motherfucker. Anyway, when he shows up and approves of you shin kicking and curb stomping and basically force lightning ming 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 your way to victory, why would I not like this man? Plus, the added fact that he's a Mandalorian and is therefore a space kiwi. True story. Although this was before that had been established, wasn't it? It was before episode two, I believe, yeah. Yeah. I think so, anyway. So that hadn't actually been established, but it is totally true. And I play it as a a whatever-it-takes-to-get-the-job-done ruthless character who tends to end up quite dark side, but is pretty grey on the whole. (laughs) So... (laughs) What? You're you're pretty grey on the whole. In the hole We're would have been worth laughter. We're not Austin Powers 2 joke. We're not. We've already spoken about Austin this evening, though. Zip it. Very strange. Zip it. Don't you, no, you, no, you can't. <laughs> what are you not meant to zip? Or are meant to zip? Or it. are not, not meant to zip? 
So yeah, I'm not afraid of a bit of Force Lightning. Whereas well, Mike, I, I looked at how Troy played it and went, that's so awesome. <laughs> Started <laughs> off really just taking the most obvious evil option, telling the aliens to... Oh, and they are off. obviously evil. That's another Bioware trope, is the exaggerated morality tale. Which is sort of what caused my character in Mass Effect to end up like he did. Send an orphan kitten to college. But that is also evil. Ah, oh, send an orphan kitten to the brig. <laughs> <laughs> the things with like, like KOTOR and KOTOR 2 and Mass Effect, I end up making the evil decisions and the good decision. And it's not a 50-50 split and come up with some kind of backstory reason that's probably bullshit. <laughs> For example, Mass Effect his past went, well, all these people died around him. He's a bit fucked up. A bit crazy. So basically just apply, he's a bit crazy. crazy. To, to any KOTOR character as well. Yeah, he's probably insane. He'll do something nice for someone, but eventually he will just go and, like, I don't know, kick a nun down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and then when asked why, he'll just go, kick a kitten through a desk fan. <laughs> it's like, at, at the beginning, when, in the tutorial, when I'm learning about the characters, learning about the game, I decide to be bad guy. Start pissing everybody off, killing people. And as the characters develop, I find myself getting more and more invested in them. Isn't that interesting? And slowly going more like so, because I go, oh, I can't tell Mission to fuck off if she's all lovely and cute, and she's being so nice to me. Oh. That's another of Bioware's many little tropes, is their characters are incredibly well written. And it gets harder and harder to just be arbitrarily fuck-nuttish to them. No, it doesn't. It, can be, it does for some of us. Dick, but I can't Stab her in the eyes and throw it there's, there's, there's always one or two characters you can always be a knob cheese. Oh yeah, there's always yeah. one or two that you hate, but... I mean, we will get to it later when we get to the climax, but as <laughs> evil as I was making my character, there was still one decision that, as I was making it, I really didn't want to, but there was no other way around it, which we will get to. You that's... put it in. <laughs> uh, you put it in... Rotated 45 degrees, sliced across a certain... Yeah, yeah. it was unpleasant. It, it deeply Just one sec. What are you doing? It's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> lightsaber safety tip number five. Never attempt to use your lightsaber as a sexual aid. So how, Not how did you use. play it, Zoe? Because we've got the pantomime villain, we've got the whatever it takes, and we have the, I was going to be a pantomime villain, but oh god, I feel so much guilt. Not to mention the nutcase. And the nutcase, yes, the insane man over here. Jack played a loon. Surprise. Um, sort of varying it around, I was playing, because I picked Scoundrel as yep. my class, I was sort of... Being, yeah, we didn't even touch on that. I was being <laughs> a bit rude to people, and then <laughs> Mission was so nice, and I wanted to be nice, and Bastila told me off for being bad, so I wanted to be good. Wait, you listen to Bastila? Yeah. She talks so much when the day is long. <laughs> this is an interesting property of how Zoe plays Bioware games. <laughs> she listens. She talks so much I when listen... the day is long. See, this yeah. is what happens. I listen prospector? to the NPCs. I will sit there and... It's a popular German saying. Well, no, you will pick a NPC that you really like, and then you will start trying to please them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean going for the good or the bad. It's just, I like this NPC. I want to be like this NPC. Well, plus, I will sit there and I will... With Bioware games now, I will sit there, plot out, well, not plot out in an extreme way, just sort of in my head, I will have their character traits, who they like, who they don't like, you know, yeah. things like that, and then try and play it that way. 
I find it's a lot easier just to make a spreadsheet. <laughs> oh god, uh, if we hadn't nice. cemented our reputation for geekdom. Yeah, the uh, the Napoleonic simulator fan over here <laughs> wants to make a spreadsheet. I, I've come close, I've written I've written down little lists for my Mass Effect. Like yes, you shepherds. have. See, this is why it's so much easier to just push them in front of the rampaging sand crawler. <laughs> it also means it doesn't matter when the spreadsheet suddenly says kill France for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I just make do with fanfiction and just explore every possibility that's available. Uh, fanfiction. <laughs> so, uh, getting back to it, <laughs> drawing us back onto what was going on, you also pick up an astromech droid by the name of T3M4 whilst you're on Taris. <laughs> Yeah, you do. Who is awesome? He's a spirited little fella. He is R2-D2 with a different name. He's basically R2's brother from another mother, manufacturer, and time period. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to stretch that one out. He is your astromech, and he's everything you would expect an astromech to be. He's a peppy little and, gobshite is what he is. And exactly. also he shoots things. Yeah, he's everything you expect an astromech to be. Does R2-D2 yes. shoot things? I forgot. A little bit. Not not as much as T T three, but he does a little bit. He also flies, but let's ignore that. <laughs> he is also a penis. Wait, what? He plays the piano. No, no. <laughs> I'm referring to the Penny Arcade Dickadoodle competition. Oh no! Did they make an R2 Dickadoodle? Yes they did. Aww. And Gabe made the comment, if you read Expanded Universe, this is entirely canon. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a rancor? No, no, it was just R2-D2, but instead of the little legs, he had nutsacks. And then his <laughs> dome was slightly larger than the shaft of his body, and instead of being blue, he was pink, and he was just firing cum out of the top of himself. He does that. How can that ever be canon? It's malfunction. He is a canon. Yes. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> well, luckily, R2 isn't in Knights of the Old Republic, so, so there's no reason to be bored. with a stupid dome head. Well, T3, the nice thing about T3, entirely non-phallic. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a head a bit like two cow gun drones glued to one another. Yeah, kind of. If you think he Although slightly flatter. See yeah. medical attention. Agreed. What <laughs> <laughs> to use internally, as Jack has said. And once you've found these people and, and fought your way off Taris and stolen yourself a ship, that's not really a huge spoiler. Well, we have already said we're going to go spoiler heavy with the show. Yeah. Including for games that aren't in the title, so beware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are then presented with um, your... Because they sneak kills Ares, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> Ares kills Dumbledore. Uh, uh, and then dies. Dumbledore flips, <laughs> reasonably priced car. <laughs> President Eden is a velociraptor. You then escape the computer all along. <laughs> you then escape to Dantuin. Jesus sinks. Where the Jedi make their Jesus home. Jesus sinks. Jesus does Jesus sink. hits an iceberg and sinks. The boat dies for your <laughs> sins. Die. King Kong died for our sins, you fool. <laughs> Sora got to the top of the Empire State Building and was shot down. Johnny Cash dies. Oh, I lost a game. Oh, you prick. It's <laughs> World War Stage 1, moratorium. Ah, but you called it up. Uh, shut up. Anyway, you go. Yeah, boy, according to subsection B of paragraph <laughs> A, rules of the game on this show, with the treaty that you signed, sir. I signed no such thing. Dantooine. Is he going back in time? Maybe. Dantooine. 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 There's forests in No, swamps. No. No. Which one's Dantooine? Is that the one with the cavemen? 
No, Dan Sweden is one of the nice plains. It's arable land. It's cave a gentle men. world. And there are no cavemen. <laughs> there are no cavemen. That's where Dan Sweden has cavemen. No! You've not played the game. Stop <laughs> lying. You're making Shut shit. up! <laughs> I just realised you're trolling! I'm not! <laughs> Dadween has no cavemen! It's in the ultimate alien anthology. <laughs> Dadween can eat my ass! <laughs> Dadween is where there is a Jedi enclave, and although you are old, uh, well, not old, but old by Jedi trainees. Too old to begin the training. Uh, you have developed a force bond with Bastila. A MacGuffin which requires no explaining because Bioware totally wants you to accept this as fact. Yep. She is your force wife. Get used to it. You are force married. <laughs> and you are going out ten times. <laughs> <laughs> and because of this, they choose to train you because it's better to have someone who is powerfully, uh, well, powerful in the force and bonded to one of the most senior Jedi in the Republic, trained rather than untrained. She demonstrates the difference between Star Wars proprietary universe and Mas uh, sorry, Dragon Age, where they would simply make you tranquil. Yeah, which would be so much better solution in the long run for KOTOR. But a really short, boring game. <laughs> <laughs> because then all you do for the rest of the game is accept forge requisition forms from apprentices. Which would be awesome. Those do chuzzles. <laughs> But so you'd have to stamp the form in the correct place. Brilliant minigame. <laughs> <laughs> Says the simulation addict. <laughs> yeah, the minigame, you would have to hit it at the exact right point, and the, the stamp would be spiraling around. And honestly, who signs a fucking form like that, spiraling their hand around in a wild <laughs> circle, or occasionally going, and firing at it? I've seen you sign. I've seen you sign things. With my teeth. Yeah. With your teeth circling round the paper. I totally caught my I totally cut myself on the wall today. <laughs> Wait, what? The wall just, might be the least sharp thing you've ever cut yourself on. I don't know, water is a second. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're on that tape last week and the Oh, oh ow. Yeah, and the Jedi decided bad, to train actually. you. Sorry. Yes, the Jedi decided to train you. What's his face? Varuk? Master Varuk? Voice boy, uh, voice boy, voice boy, Ed Asner, who younger viewers no. will recall from either uh, Pixar's movie Up, where he styles as Carl Fredrickson, or Freakazoid, where he is Officer Cosgrove. <laughs> Where the line, cut it out, would be entirely appropriate <laughs> for your character in KOTOR. Yeah. Uh, which we will discuss later. Also, as part of your Jedi training, you are sent to uh, rid a grove of the dark taint. Uh, this is where they really start laying the clues as to the spoiler on really thick. Is when you start yeah. talking to the... Yeah, Dantween is yeah. where the, the real things start happening. There's a lot of foreshadowing on Dantween. A lot of foreshadowing. Whenever, <laughs> whenever you talk to any of the Jedi Masters. Yep. A, a lot of cutting off Vader's head in a cave and then it explodes and it's Luke's head inside. Yes. <laughs> a lot of that. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> you shall become one yourself. 
That's a correct answer, but you've never seen Dracula Dead loving it, have you? No. I also do a terrible Mel Brooks impression. Yes, um, you do. That is awful. No, it's because he deliberately it's trails almost, off. It's almost as bad as your Woody Allen impression. Oh, God, your Woody Allen impression is legendarily bad. I was so drunk. You were so drunk. It was basically me being Lugosh. Anyway, you're on <laughs> That's incredibly offensive. And yeah, talking is, about having it? sex with James Earl Jones, as I recall. No, no, it wasn't. No, it was. No, it wasn't. At one point, it was. Oh. Anyway, Kotal, we would like to remind our listeners that we do not believe that at any point during either of their lives has Woody Allen had sex with James Earl Jones. <laughs> Although, wow. Parasites, maybe. To be a fly on the wall, man. <laughs> Still, uh, you go off to the Grove. And there's another potential character, a uh, party member, even. Or... Or someone you can mercilessly hack down for her failure to adhere to her master's wishes! No, I didn't mercilessly hack her down, I tried... Or accidentally kill. Or accidentally kill I, her. I tried to reason with her, and I'd been there for like a minute, and we got... And we started going in the dialogue loop. Yeah. And it got to the point where, you know, we'd started the conversation over again. So I was like, no, screw it. If that had been the explanation, but you've gone back, it's like, what happened? Uh, I killed her. <laughs> Why? Well, we were talking for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, Jahali is one of the first characters in Bioware, I think, you can kill her before she joins your party, can't yep. you? And then permanently have an empty space in your party. That me. Because, like Zoe... The first time I encountered Jahani, I didn't know quite how to deal with her. Yeah. And because I was playing bad guy, my knee-jerk reaction was... <laughs> Kill it. I've got a lightsaber. Because <laughs> I knew I could solve any goddamn problem. My, my character's main thing, I think, was that she wanted to be good, but she had a really, really short temper. <laughs> and so, a big lightsaber. So, you know, she'd try really hard, but if you really pushed her patience, she would flip out. Whereas I was already really light side by this point and just said, well, come on, Jahani, come with me. That's because you spent forever on I did, like, do everything you can possibly do on Taris. Whereas I true. got off there as soon as I possibly could. <laughs> so to be fair, once you've played the game a couple of times, God, you're sick of Taris. Well, it had been long enough for me that I was like, oh, Taris, I remember this fondly rather than I remember this annoyedly. So I was actually able to tolerate doing everything on Taris again. Which really does help. It boosts you up quite a lot before you get on with the game. Yeah, it does. So this is like you and your 10 hours of Mass Effect side quests, isn't it? <laughs> yes, 10 hours before hitting any of the major plot planets. Apparently, that's your limit. I ran out of content. But there are more side quests coming. So oh. it's all, it's all God. fine. Uh, anyway. Kotor! Kotor. Now you're a Jedi, you've got all of your party members bar two. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, I'm yes, thinking that's two. two. No, I'm thinking really hard to make sure. Jolie Bindu and HK47. HK47, the greatest droid ever built by any motherfucker ever. Yep, the those are the ones we still have to get to. Laying on the spoiler paste. And you've chosen what kind of a Jedi you are, because we did forget that at the beginning of the game you do have to choose a class, whether it's Scoundrel or Soldier or Scout? Scout, yeah. And then you get to choose to be a Jedi Guardian, Consular, or Sentinel. Which obviously dictates the amount of powers that you have, how good you are with a lightsaber, or simply how smart you are, and where your skills start to go into. 
There are specializations within the Jedi, which many people listening to this podcast will already be familiar with. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then you venture out, and this is where it gets truly Bioware-y, as in, here are some places you can visit. Each of them has its own storyline. Do them in whatever order. Uh, what is the storyline? And we will plot that. you at appropriate moments. Oh, yes, of course. That's true. The Starforge. You are tasked with discovering what it is at the edge of the galaxy that made Malak and Revan turn around and come back as the ultimate badasses that their potential dictated. All we know is it's called the Starforge, and we have a part of a star map that indicates that hints as to the Starforge's location may be found on... Do we even know at this point that it's the Starforge? Yes, we do know it's called the Starforge. Okay. Because yeah. Revan and Malak went in search of the Starforge. Okay. Uh, and parts of the map may be found on Dantooine. Convenient. Conveniently. Uh, Kashyyyk, the homeworld of the Wookiees. Banan, the big, watery, blubbery, stupid fish people <laughs> planet... Tatooine, because it's a Star Wars game. And why can we not go to Tatooine? Oh, Tatooine. And... Coliban. Homeworld of the Sith. Which is a really cool place. Well, not homeworld so much as the seat of their power is the burial day. It is, yeah. It's It's the burial world, it's the home of the Sith Academy, it's their governmental HQ, as it were. It is their strong suit. This place, Garrett, this place sort of triples as a barracks... Uh, school and cemetery. So yeah. very helpful for the Sith, really, I think. Yep, They're very good at town planning, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> it is their specialties, yes. Corrupting the young. Killing. Going through all three. <laughs> Corrupting the young into soldiers and then burying them. Yeah. That makes sense. Pick them up with it. They're, they're murderers <laughs> and civil engineers. Split sort of down the middle. 50 and you can tackle these in any order. There is a sort of recommended order, and you may miss out on plot if you do them in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can do them in any order. You are free to make these mistakes. As importantly, um, playing through with various characters in your party on different planets will begin to unlock different NPCs which show up. Talk to the, the character that you are currently with and unlock more plot which is what totally merits so many playthroughs of KOTOR, is you will get so many very, very different missions each time around just by exploring. Although somehow I was really lucky um, because I always switch around members of the team anyway. You got them all first playthrough. Yep. Oh! (laughs) You even got the court case. Yep. Wow! I managed to play it somehow in precisely the right order and with precisely the right party switching. It's actually very easy to do it in the right order because it's the order in which you are told the worlds exist. When they first say there are Starforges on these worlds in this order, you do it in that order. You do it in the right order. I didn't do it in that order on purpose, though. No, but you did do it in that order. I did, yeah, but I didn't know that. I just went to Tatooine because you told me to because that's where HK47 is. And then everything else I just did however I felt at the time, taking whoever I felt like taking at the time, and somehow it worked out. And the best example of this kind of free-to-miss-the-content is you have to go to Kashyyyk to pick up party member Jolie Bindu, and you have to have him with you when you go to Manan to unlock his side quest story of a trial. So if you go to Manan before you go to Kashyyyk, well, you're fucked. You just miss out on it. Yep. But you don't know you missed out on it, because no NPC is standing there going, I need help! Have you seen my old friend Jolie Bindo? It's much more organic than that. Yep, they're just there in prison, and you wouldn't know they were there unless Jolie's there to say. Yeah. 
Which was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Tatooine is where you go first because you want to get HK-47 in your party. Statement. Coolest droid ever. Exactly. He is a protocol droid. Yes. Stop asking. In inverted commas. With some, some abilities in personal combat. Totally a rogue. Totally not <laughs> I'm to- an assassin. I'm, I'm a bard. Which yes. means you're a rogue. With I'm a rogue. rogue. Which means you're HK-47. Hello. It's interesting that once he's in your party and you look at his character sheet, there's always the, the colour background indicates how light or dark side a character is. If it's grey, then they're neutral. If it's blue, they're light side. And if, like HK-47, it's <laughs> red... They are totally dark side. So it's a droid that is totally dark side. He is even more dark side than Candorous. Yep. Which gives so much pause for headaches when you realise that (laughs) the robots that you've just seen fight has made moral decisions that have just got to... Ah! Not made moral decisions. He's just a prick. (laughs) Yeah. He kills people, and he loves what he does. Oh, he really does. I, I just love that he will serve the function of a protocol droid. He will translate, but he will add commentary to the speech he is translating. In Translation, he requires a show of faith, Master. Shall we blast him now? <laughs> no, HA-47, I want to know what... I, I just want to get through this meeting without the exchange of blaster fire. Query. Would that not be boring, Master? <laughs> Calling me that. Meatbag. Oh, that's <laughs> So, yeah, HK-47, very fun, and more foreshadowing. He's kind of like Borden in that way, in that there is a lot more to him. Oh, yeah. If, you, if you're playing a scout in particular, and you have a lot of skill in repair, mm-hmm. oh boy, howdy. Well, right away he says his memory circuits have been damaged, and he can't access all of his memories, but... Maybe if he was fixed. And there is, that is his sort of side quest, is you can repair HK and learn who he is and where he comes from. That was the only one I didn't do because it then just sort of happened at the twist anyway. And yeah. I wasn't mechanical enough to do it. That was the only side quest I didn't do. You do get some in-game bonuses for repairing him. Bonuses you do. He becomes... His, uh, he, reflex save and his yeah. attack bonus and stuff. He levels up, basically. Um, but it's interesting parallel with... Star Wars, in that if you think about where 3PO came from. Who built C-3PO? The outrageous badass in the galaxy. No. Okay, no, no. a four-year-old. No, <laughs> Darth Vader didn't build 3PO. Anakin Skywalker did. And Anakin Skywalker was a whiny, whiny pussy. Right. Okay. But still, it's the, the foreshadowing element. In the case of HK-47, the greatest badass in the oh, galaxy. Oh, fuck yes. Hells, Hells yes. Hells yes. Duh. Never mind. <laughs> we'll wait for the spoiler moment. We will. Glorious. Which we're pretty much there, because, I mean, all we have to say is each of the planets has a good amount of plot mm-hmm. on it. You know, and there's... whenever you get to a new planet, you and Bastila will both have a vision of yep. where the bit of star map on that planet is. And you go, you do everything else on the planet if you want, but ultimately you have to go get the star map to continue your journey. And you go to Korriban, and you kill everybody, not, <laughs> not to remove the taint of the Sith, but to prove you're the ultimate badass. And because they're such whiny, pretentious, dark well, side... Wind 
changes Korriban, it's very key to how you play out Korriban, whether you do it before or after the spoiler line. So, siren sound, please. That's okay. an awful Shall we, all, shall we all say it all together? On three, spoiler warning. No. Huge, huge spoiler warning. No, this wait, is the no, spoiler line. Like, seriously, we can't even begin after, to describe. After a lot of foreshadowing and after doing three out of the four planets, yep. you are kidnapped by Darth Malak, basically. Dun, dun, yep, dun. Malak takes you. You are plotted on board his flagship. You are taken aboard. The uh, big nasty. Yes. The massive. The massive. And you face Malik down, who is laughing at you for some reason, and that reason is da, da, da. You are Darth Revan. The what reveal. What is reaction to that? Well, my reaction the first time was just a fuck. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, mine was. I knew it. I knew something was up. My. Well, my reaction, I knew anyway. You did, yeah. So that was, so that was sad. But my character's reaction was, fuck off, no. <laughs> no! Chris, my well, reaction... Not no, but no. Just... And if I was... No! No! No, it was my ex who had the reaction. Because the reveal is done in the form of a, a pre-rendered cutscene where you get a flashback of various lines of dialogue that may or may not have actually been spoken yeah, throughout I the did. game. Yeah, that was pretty... <laughs> Weird. Was I was watching you going, what? That, that, you never said that yeah. last time. What you forced what? to do terrible things to a mind. And then it what? cuts no, to. No, I saw, I, I That's Karth, and he does say yeah. that one. Yeah. But Bastila's one on Dantooine just ne never, never said. Uh, but yes, then it cuts to Darth Revan, who drops the hood and reveals the player. Reveals your face. Which is a very cool reveal. And as it's happening, I remember watching my ex very closely because I knew what was coming. And she was very invested in the game at this point. And as the face was revealed, I just heard, No! Because <laughs> <laughs> she was playing the ultimate light side character. And yeah, had just and been told, You are Darth Revan. And it's yep. your face. If you're playing light side, it's not you. It's clearly your features as evil yeah. and dark. With as veins pulsing in your head with Unless yellow eyes. Unless you're Troy, of course. In which case it looks exactly like you because you're already that evil. When the mask comes off, Darth Revan reveals him or herself to his legion of followers and goes, yo, bitches. And you sitting behind the controller go, I am the greatest badass that has ever stalked the universe. Watch the fuck out. Whereas at that point, that was the point of the game where me, you know, my character went from sort of grey airing it to, no, screw you all, I'm going to show you, and became as light-sided as Whereas my character clung on to evilhood and went, I am Darth Revan. I knew it. It makes so much sense. Power! It's funny how that point actually polarises a lot of people. Yeah. Very few people stay grey like a grey Jedi after mm. that point. Mm -hmm. You either re rebel against it and prove that you're not Revan. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, in line with what a lot of the characters are saying about you, because there is a big discussion That's then between all the NPCs and... Basically, I did what Mission said. Yeah, it's Mission who says, no, you were Darth Revan, but I know who you are now. You are not Darth Revan now. That's so people me. can listen to that <laughs> and 
you know, cling Take to part. good. Which is what I which is what I did. Mission said I was no longer Darth Revan, so mm -hmm. I went super super light side. Yep. See, yeah, I know it's so much cooler if you're dark side. Because <laughs> yeah, mission goes. You're, I know who you were. You're Darth Revan, and there's me standing there, pulsing with evil, <laughs> and there is an HK forty-seven to my flanks, going, "You know me now, right? Say that again, because I still think that's funny." <laughs> you really are thirteen. Mission you? is relentlessly optimistic. What Which can we is say? Why I love her, but um, I really—if I didn't know the—if I didn't know the reveal, I think I possibly would have guessed when on Kashyyyk and dealing with that computer where <laughs> it was, you know, basically the last person to use it was Revan and yep. it won't let anybody except Revan use it, so it's they're going no, don't recognise you, don't recognise you, and my character then got really annoyed and threatened to d demolish it and did Ah, it. now I recognise you! <laughs> Welcome back, user! Whereas um, I did Kashyyyk last, so I had the reveal just before Kashyyyk, so I walked up to that computer and went, Hello, Lord Revan! Oh. Which makes that bit so much easier. I can imagine. Huh. But this is why it's so key, because whereas no planet... Whereas the only planet I, the planet I did afterwards was Korriban, yep. which could have been a bit of a drawback, but no, I oh. was rebelling... Well, this is what I was going to say. No planet has its, its feeling change more than Korriban, because on all the other planets you're still able to do it pretty much exactly the same way, whether you're Revan or not. But on Korriban, after the reveal, you have to infiltrate the Sith Academy, uh, regardless of your identity. You need to aspire to become a fledgling Sith apprentice. But before the reveal, you're, you're trying to convince them that you're a Sith. After the reveal, you're running around going, I'm Darth Revan, goddammit! Well, you, well, you can if you want. You, you can do it that way, yes. Whereas whenever anybody said, oh, you're Darth Revan, I flipped out and shouted, no, I'm not at them. Yes. And... <laughs> so i got to admit, I took more the monarch approach of going, you prick! Don't you know who I am? <laughs> you're Darth Revan. Why aren't you on the floor crying? You should be on the floor crying right now. <laughs> Or I will kill you. Go off. You even have, you haven't even got a name badge. Just lay down there. <laughs> Inevitably, though, you piece together the map and find the Starforge. Yay! And from that point on, the game is a, a a journey towards a climactic battle, as you might expect it to be. You totally need to blow up the Death Star. Pretty much, the Starforge in this instance is the Death Star. Or you totally need to use the Death Star. You totally want to use the Death Star. Yeah, this is the, the last epic moral quandary of KOTOR. So when we first recorded this, it was, I haven't quite decided where I wanted to go. Since then, <laughs> I've decided I want to use the Starforge. Yes, you do, because it has a much better end credit sequence. So hang on, hang on. If you... No, 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 it does not have the best. No, the best, the, best, yeah. the best is yet to come. Oh, yeah. Is if, if you use the Starforge, is yes. that a dark side decision? Fuck yes, it's you grabbing power for yourself. But you could do nice things with that. No, you couldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. The Starforge does not do nice things. Oh, okay. It does. No. It makes ships, it makes weapons, it makes... Out of people. Oh. It makes 
No, but those people, their sacrifice could be to unite the galaxy under the rule no. of one no. benevolent despot. No, that's that is a dark side decision, Troy. As much as you want to be hailed as benevolent. One benevolent when, despot. When I become prime minister, it's just going to be play this game as dark side. That's what I want to do. Right. You guys, you get it? Go ahead. So you're going to try and be the master. However, before that happens, uh, you will have your final confrontation with Malak, your former apprentice. Oh, I know. Before that point, you have your final confrontation with your party. That is true. First of all, you have... Well, Bastila is sent after you. Because we yeah. didn't cover. She was captured in the original confrontation with Malak in which the reveal happens. That's true, yeah. And she comes after you, now dark side cheerleader. Uh, she is... As vehemently dark side as she ever was light side, and let me tell you, that's a lot. And that's not any better. Well, no, it's hilarious. This is why I kept her around. It's a because... girl in the bedroom. <laughs> Scenario. I was playing the, uh, I am suddenly embracing my dark lordness. Right. And I kept her around. I was like, you will be my new apprentice. You amuse me. Because <laughs> she marches around in her black robes, Announcing your presence in the most over-the-top Behold the new Dark Lord of the Galaxy Returned! <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> and she's just awesome to have around. She's amusing to me. And I, therefore, killed off the other Jedi in my party. Okay. And returned to the group with evil Bastila. They're like, wait, wait Bastila's back. Hooray, wait, oh. where's, where's the others? Where's Johanny? Where's Julie? I killed him. And, and, and what's Bastila saying? Revan, Revan, he's a Sith. If he can do it, no one can. Yep, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I so wanted to be able to turn Jihani. And it's this... so much better. This is, to my mind, one of the most dramatic moments of the game. I love this moment because it's the, the part that really made me struggle with myself. Karth immediately runs away because he's a pussy. Yep. Just going, you're dark side, I'm going to run. And then it's Candorous is all in favour. You're a badass. I knew this. I want to fight with the greatest badass ever. I'm a Mandalorian. HK is like, well, master, you built me. Dun, dun, dun. I'm fine with this. T3 is, I'm a droid. I'm okay with this. I don't care. I'm three feet tall. However. Three feet tall and covered in chainsaws. Mission, the relentlessly cheerful and optimistic 14-year-old, not so happy with you going dark side. And Zalbar owes a life debt to you. Now, your options here are you can kill mission, in which case Zalbar will turn on you. And then you lose your Wookiee. Then you lose your Wookiee. <laughs> that happened to me once. It's not great. <laughs> you can order Zalbar to kill mission for you. The, the best friends... And that, that twisted the knife. Don't get me wrong, I still did it. Yep. Uh, but did it twisted the knife. <laughs> no, you were sat there going, <laughs> I was there going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just don't, I, I want to keep my Wookiee. No, I was twirling the tash, <laughs> I had the rope, the damsel was on the train tracks, <laughs> and then a Wookiee ran along and pulled her arm off. And her head. Beat her to death with the wet end. Yeah. 10 20 Wookiee for humor. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Starforge. Then the Starforge. Use it or lose it. Use it! Always use it! 
and the game presents you with the finales, depending on whether you were light or dark, and shows you how your decisions play out. Should we just briefly touch on the epic battle that is yeah, the last on, fight with Malik? That is pretty epic. It is right. It is Bond villain level of the environment is perfect. Yeah, it's straight out of like Ralph McQuarrie's sketchbook as far as Star Wars settings go. It's a large round room with a almost semicircle balcony running halfway up the back wall, with then a massive panoramic window behind that, which you can see like the birth of the Sith fleet pouring out of the Starforge. And chained up at regular intervals are Force-sensitive people from which the Starforge is drawing its power. You have the option of either killing them to, you know, free them, their suffering, or, or you can drain your power from them yourself. And beat the shit out of Melek, the little upstart wank that he is. And it's a very good idea to drain life from them yourself, because he will. Yep. So that levels the playing field. On, 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 as we say in some circles. But then you can strike him down, or you will strike him down, and either go to the dark side, Bastila as your cheerleader, no, or... No. You, did meant, you did forget one important thing. You can take Bastila on as your cheerleader. Oh yeah, you can also strike her can, down. you have failed me for the last time, and do away with her. Yes, you can. But she is amusing. No! She is amusing. As no! a dark side character, she is amusing. <sighs> I'm glad I cut her head off and I'll leave that. <laughs> However, there is one final decision that the game needs to make, and that is which ending to give you, good mm. or bad. And this works generally quite well. It's very, very hard to finish the game precisely neutral. However, it's not impossible. And in testing, they realized that if someone finished the game precisely neutral, they would crash, because they didn't know which ending to show. It would flip this shit. So they designed a special one-case ending that was ex exclusively for people who finished the game precisely neutral. In this one instance, Darth Malak turns into a Twi'lek dancing girl, and she and Revan boogie the night away. <laughs> I love to boogaloo. And then the credits roll. And that one reason alone is why this is such a good game. No, no, no. <laughs> Ignore the last hour of conversation. That is why you want to play this game. Well, the good guy ending is very New Hope. Really is, yeah. You're being issued medals by the, the Republic. You're standing atop a... There's a grassy field. There's an old ruin behind yep, you. Yep. Children are running happily and throwing flowers at one another. Yep. NPCs you yeah, see from other worlds. That's actually really evil. Because the kid that throws flowers actually pay for you for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And there's a, there's a fly past from some fighters. You know, it is it is full on New Hope. Yeah, ending. it's you absolutely always, Republican hero. You always want to see fly past from fighters, never bombers. <laughs> <laughs> Different or, kind of fish there. You do the fly past from the bombers ending, and you <laughs> use the Starforge, and you get one of my favourite pieces of A cutscene and B music. It is wonderful. Because uh, Jeremy Saul did the music for um, uh, KOTOR. Yep. Also has done uh, Morrowind and Oblivion. People more instantly recognize him from. Where he got all his um, from. But the, yeah, but the um, end credit sequence, as it were, as the, uh, the final Dark Side ending movie is playing, it's entitled The Infinite Fleet. That becomes obvious as you basically end up with a star field. You know, You've just played this epic game, you're like, oh shit, stars, okay. 
And then you start to see pinpricks of light, which are moving towards you as the, the brass begins to swell. <laughs> and oh, shake your face. Those turn out to be fighters. My brass is swelling. And behind those fighters, the carriers. And behind those carriers, after about three minutes, come into view the Star Destroyers. And this wave of gleaming silver comes pouring towards the viewer with your flagship sat straight in the middle and I totally took over the universe. Except that you didn't, as established by KOTOR 2. Uh, well, however, on KOTOR 2. Well, it, it was wasn't a Bioware by, game. It was made so. by Obsidian. So, Raven Rock, wasn't it? Or, no, Obsidian. Uh, yeah, same guys who did New Vegas. Oh, cool. So you better job on it. It's a good game. Uh, Crystal 2 saddens me. Mostly because it retcons that awesome ending! <laughs> I, I love Kotal 2. It's because you're a freak. Kotal 2 is a good game, it's not as good as Kotal 1. No, no, I've, I've been told this many, many times. So the characters are certainly more engaging. Surely they wouldn't have put a 2 at the end up. unless the first one was correct. Surely I wouldn't have bought Gothic 3 if 1 and 2 <laughs> weren't awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Gothic 4 is out. Gothic I 4 know. is on Steam. It is. Buy Steam! It Steam! Steam! They oh, wouldn't shit. put it on Steam if it wasn't good. Yeah, it's like, what, £6.99 for a nice sort of old public on Steam. That's yep. assuming it's not on special, uh, which it often is. Well, Certainly when we've spoken it, about it. We mention it. No, because Nice Zero Public is fucking awesome. And it's often on sale. Yep. If it isn't now, it will be by the time this episode ends. It isn't now. But How it will be by the time the episode airs. Oh, have a look. Also on Steam is DC Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising amount of fun. Internet came back. I know. Yeah. It's six ninety nine when it's not on sale. Yeah. So seven pounds, you're looking at about, what, nine, ten dollars. And you're looking at, I mean, even if you go through it at a fair old clip, over 15 hours of gameplay. And with replayability, that 15 Huge hours is insane. Yep. Plus, if you've ever wanted to run a Star Wars RPG in a setting that isn't, um, <laughs> that isn't the obvious, guys, play KOTOR. The Old Republic is fucking sweet. The Old Republic is a great RPG setting. Zerka Corporation is a great bad guy. Yes. The Sith are numerous and powerful. Yep. And it's not going so bad that lightsabers had extension cords that led to a backpack. Man, that's going back a long way. That's, I was, that's <laughs> even before the galaxy was ruled by fish people. Fucking fish people. So I think we've pretty much exhausted where we can take KOTOR from this point, except to say, play it. Yep. Don't yeah, play KOTOR 2. It is one of those rare games that gets the universal, and you've heard from five of us today. It has been seal of approval. Stage one, all you're, you're also show. getting seal of approval here from Rowan, who yep. self-presses self is not a gamer, in her own words. Mm -hmm. I... I I dispute that. I dispute it, but... <laughs> Every time I sign on to the Xbox, she's playing Dragon Age. Well, you got to point out, she also hates Star Wars. Yep. KOTOR is her all-time favourite game. Of all time. That's pretty strong endorsement right there. Yeah. Has Sabina played it? And Sabina's not played KOTOR, but Sabina has a great love of Bioware games. And Knights of the Republic is where a lot of the Bioware tropes that we all love about... Where did it from? Yeah. I, I know she will love it. Definitely. I'm going to keep attacking her with it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, well, then she'll learn to hate it. No, no, no. In no, a sort of Pavlovian like, sense. Like loving attack. Oh, loving attack, okay.
on that bombshell. Buy it on Steam. <laughs> yep, do that. Also get Star Trek Online. It'll run on a pocket calculator. It will, yep. Uh, so. Sorry, come back. We, we, need, you we totally need you to sign off with us. Should we do a barbershop quintet dun, sort of? Dun, this is Troy. No. Let's not, no. Let's, no. Let's not and say we didn't. So until next time, that has been World One Stage One. I have been Simon. I have been Mike. I have been Zoe. I've been Darth Jack. I've been Darth Troy. Goodbye. That was World One Stage One. Visit our website at world1stage1.com. Join our forum, send us an email. Or follow us on Twitter at W1S1. And, of course, our thanks go to Power Glove for our theme tune. <laughs>